Hello. Hi. Well, my name is Faith and I'm with Blue Bonnet Home. And today, connected with Kate Stewart. Hello. Hello. I am I am so excited um, to talk to you. I've been thinking about you um, for some time because I've heard your story. And when I heard your story on the Say It Southern podcast, yes. I started, I just started crying. I was like, <laughs> oh my gosh, you're so brave. And you have moved mountains in your <laughs> own little world and then the entire world. Do you feel like you've made it? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I feel like every day there's a new, a new mountain to move. Right. <laughs> but it's, we're feeling good. We have, we have about a thousand people stitching for us in Haiti. And right now with everything that's going on down there, it's, it's really a blessing to be able to provide jobs in a country that is so under fire. Um, so that's every morning you wake up and you go, you got people that count on you. So you just keep moving. Exactly. I'm sure you're tired of saying the same things over again. And if anybody goes to your website, they can hear what a bobble stalking is. But when you tell your story about how you started and what you went through and your family background, to hear it in your own voice, it, it meant a lot to me. Oh, thank you. Um, <laughs> that, that podcast, especially, I feel like I was in kind of like an emotional state. Um, <laughs> You, but, you are so brave. We've been, we've been, um, hustling at this. We're coming up. We just did four years. So four I, years of selling hand-stitched needlepoint ornaments. Um, it's pretty wild considering most people thought I was crazy when we started. Well, I'm, I would love it if you would just share a little bit about your background and your family and the, the story of how the bobble stalking. Yes. Came. So. Bobble stockings, for those who haven't heard of them before, bobble stockings are about the size. It's a hand-stitched needlepoint ornament. It's like a Christmas stocking. It's about the size of your hand. So that's what you can envision right now is a a Christmas stocking that fits on your tree. And bobble stockings are based on my family's Christmas tradition, where after all your Christmas gifts have been opened, you go to the tree, you get your bobble stocking down, and the final gift of Christmas or a clue to it is in the stocking. So it's a save the best for last grand finale. Um, We did it for my mom growing up to say thank you for all she had done. Uh, So my dad called it a bobble stocking. A bobble is a piece of jewelry. So he said on a good year, it's a a bobble. Um, But we do it with our kids and it's usually a scavenger hunt and they run all around and you can kind of make it special for anyone in your life. Um, And then the twofold wonderfulness of it is that they are hand-stitched needlepoint made in Haiti uh, by my team down there that's a certified B Corp. Our stitchers earn the same as a nurse or a teacher in Haiti. Um, and so we just help a lot of families while creating this meaningful tradition in your home. Where were you Where were you raised? Like Atlanta, where I, st- I still am. I'm about three miles from my parents' house. And so, and your da- where'd your dad come up with this idea? Did he get in trouble one year? And he's like, oh man, we really need to step up the game for mom. She's been working her tail end off. Oh my goodness. So my dad is from, from Kirkwood, Missouri, um, in St. Louis. And he, my mom stitched, my mom's a needle pointer. So she stitched a needle point stocking hung on the tree. That's not a new invention. A needle point stocking is kind of common, but so she had stitched it. And then I guess one year my dad just thought to put it, I don't remember a Christmas without it, but my dad, his name is Sandy. 
he goes like Sandy and he goes <laughs> by Sandy Claus at Christmas. So he's, he's just a Christmas kind of guy. I love it. My dad's a Christmas kind of guy too. My dad's Santa. <laughs> like he, he literally, he, well, we can get into that later, but yeah, my dad, my mom and dad both were Mr. And Mrs. Claus. And oh. yes. So I have a Santa Claus in my family too, <laughs> but he was Sandy Paws. It's so cute. Yeah. Sandy Claus. And he, and that's what he addresses his gifts to yeah. her as. Yes. Um, But it just works. He loves Christmas. He, you know, he has his own small business and every year at Christmas, he takes all of his top client. He takes them all presents that he hand delivers if he can. Um, it's just his favorite time of year. So I, they're very proud of me to have started a Christmas company. Keep it Christmas all year long. And how did you come up with the idea, which I already know the answer, but the listeners don't know the answer who, <laughs> and if, and if you want to share, you don't have to, if you don't want to share that part, but that's what touched me the most was hearing what, like how you even came up with putting it from point A to point Z. Like, yes, this happened when you were growing up now, but there's like a whole huge part of your story. <laughs> um, I don't know do you know what I'm referring I'll, to? I'll, well, I'll start with my husband. I'll just do the rundown real fast. So when I got engaged to my husband, it was Christmas time. And I said to him, my husband proposed to me with a ornament, a glass ornament that was engraved with Kate, will you marry me? So back to, we love Christmas. Um, so we love uh, Christmas. <laughs> I said, well, when do I get my bobble stocking? And he said, what do you mean? And I was like, I was like, you know, the, the thing that the good presents come in. And he was like, what are you talking about? And I was, I was like baffled. I really thought that everyone, like every family had bobble stockings. Right. And so well, I asked my friends and they're like, I don't know what you're talking about. So we called my parents and they were like, no, we made that up. So that was the first time I'd ever realized this wasn't a universal tradition. And then when, so that was 2011, 2015, I moved home from Panama. And I was living in Central America. My husband was living in Atlanta. It's a whole thing. Right. Um, a whole other thing. Y'all are living on <laughs> completely different parts of the world. Yeah. You don't want to do that. That's a terrible idea. So... Then I came home and Peter was, my husband, Peter was saying, you should just try this. And I, I didn't know how to get it made. I was very overwhelmed by the idea. I had a, I had a solid job and he said, there's this thing called Alibaba right. and Alibaba is where you get the things made. And so I went and I looked it up and sure enough, you can put a RFP, which is a request for proposals up on Alibaba right. and people start sending you saying, I can make this, I can make this. Right. Now, I, so I talked to people all over the world mm -hmm. um, through Alibaba, which is mostly like Asia um, mm -hmm. for a year. And I thought I'd found a manufacturer. Mm -mm. I was 12 weeks pregnant with my son Calder. Oh. My husband and I flew to China to meet who we thought would be our stitchers. And we found out very quickly we couldn't meet the team who was stitching them, which for us, if y'all are familiar with Needlepoint, Needlepoint is it's, it's an art form. Mm -hmm. Um, so you should, yes. you should know who's making your needle point if you're not making it yourself. Yes. Um, I feel very strongly about this, but if they're not showing you pictures, like you should ask some questions. So, right. so I left there and I was like, what am I going to do? And I have this toddler and I'm pregnant and I'm just like, Oh, we've invested so much money, which so much money at the time was like 3000 to 5,000 in that range. It had a comma in it. And that was enough. 
it was it was enough at that time we were living in our, yes. our first house you know like it was a struggle we had a house we had children like this was terrible um i dragged my husband to china it was anyway what a trooper so, he is is he that a yes trooper. man is he always like yeah let's do it yeah he is great he is he's like a all right, you're do well. I think he's like you're gonna do it anyway, so I might as well join and make sure you don't do something stupid. Um, <laughs> and he sounds like a he, he's more of a protector than a cheerleader. That's he's both. He's he gives he says I don't give myself enough credit, you know. So he's Aww. great. He um so I spent a year searching fair trade, and that was really when I was messaging people all over the world. I was like, fair trade is a wild ride, um, but I highly suggest it. Uh, it is paid back in karma 10 times over, but mm -hmm. it took me a full year and it took crying a lot and holding yes. a baby in my arms and being like, I'm never going to get this made the right way. And I'm not going to do it to finding this team in Haiti. Um, I found them at 10 o'clock on a Tuesday whilst crying while crying on my sofa. And, uh, they emailed me back at 10 15 and said, we need the jobs. How do we do this? <laughs> And so since then, like they had 73 stitchers when we started, I think 70, 73, I think is about right. And now we have about a thousand, maybe a little bit more given the day. I'm, I love it. I, it's how many times have you been out there? Just the one. So I went, I flew down, um, after I had called her. So, well, I guess I talked to them after I had called her. So I flew down and we moved all of our manufacturing there because you cannot go anywhere in Jacksonville, Haiti without seeing stitchers. And that was when there were 73 which is crazy now because you're like, oh my gosh. So there are stitchers stitching on the bus stop. There's stitchers uh, stitching at the soccer game. There's stitchers stitching outside their homes. That's like, so it's, cute. It is wild um, how many stitchers there are in Jacksonville, Haiti. So, and it's now, at first it was all, David, my partner there, was all was just trying to employ single moms. Like the original jobs were for the single moms because single right. moms in Haiti are the uh, one of the most impoverished groups in the world. Um and now we employ the single moms, the moms, and now the dads because we're the best job in town. So yeah. it's kind of funny to watch like the women who were essentially, you know, like at the bottom of society are now the top because they've worked for us the longest. They're the managers. They're the like they're hard workers. Um, David says he tries to keep our male staff 10 percent or less because women are so much easier to work with. Yes. <laughs> yes. Um, <laughs> yeah. So it's wonderful. It's really I'm so lucky. I'm on WhatsApp with a lot of them. So they'll message me pictures. I posted a picture today of one of the dads sent me a picture of his two-year-old's birthday party. Um, mm. So it's really like such a joy. And it's one of those stories that like my face lights up whenever I talk about my team because I worked my butt off to find my team. Like I forget sometimes how hard it was. No, it was very hard. <laughs> I, it was very hard because I designed um, children's hats and classic children's clothes. And I know what I personally had to go through to find my manufacturer in El Salvador and what that consisted of. And it's not just going out and finding a place and then finding a place that has good working conditions and good wages. But yet, on top of that, you need somebody that's going to communicate well, that's going to respond to you in a timely manner, that's going to understand what you're asking of them and then and then being able to deliver that and then getting through customs and then seeing what your merchandise looks like when you get it. So it's such 
a process. And when you find a good manufacturer, you wrap that in your arms and you take care of it like it is your newborn baby <laughs> and you cherish it forever and ever because like you do. I know you love that team. I know you love that team. I know you cherish it because I know how I felt about, you know, the workers that that I worked with and I was like, Oh my gosh, they're so talented. Like I can come up with all the ideas in the world, but I couldn't, I didn't, I didn't have the heart for stitching. Yeah. Like, you need to, you need to have, yeah, you need to have manufacturers. To and, and to be honest about it, you have to have like, we couldn't needle point these in the States. People ask me all the time. They're like, could you get grandmothers to do this? I was like, no, oh, no, 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 I cannot. Um, it would be really, and it would be too hard. Cause like our sisters stitch by sight. Our sisters are amazing. They're, they're very, very cool. And like, and they're motivated. That- they're motivated and they need the work and they're happy to do it and they're not entitled. Well, the fact that a lot of our, our stitchers have, our average stitcher, at least when we were beginning, our average stitcher's education was like second or third grade. Oh, wow. And they were hired. This job was created so their kids could stay in school because David, my partner down there, his passion is education. He's like, Haiti's yeah. not going to get out of poverty when the average person yeah. has a second grade education. So mm. now he's watching because he's been down there, I think, 10 years longer than I've been working with them. And he's watching the first kids that he started with in school get to high school. <gasps> His parents have a second grade education. You know, so he's seeing that how much it's paying off in terms of not just our team, but the future of our team and the future of these kids that they're not just going to be stuck in this cycle because they're getting an education. And they will be up for scholarships and things like that to come to U.S. universities. Like, it's amazing what they'll be able to do with an education. So anyway, it's it's a whole it's a whole thing. It's fun. And the the part that's been I mean, what kind of there's a lot of fair trade stuff out there. Um, I think bobble stockings resonate so much with people because our tradition, everyone loves the tradition and our designs are on key, which kind of brings us back home to why I got on this podcast is the artwork and the colors and everything oh. like that. Um, it's all very purposeful and it's designers so are who love us. Yummy. It's so <laughs> yummy. Everything is so <laughs> yummy. Holly Chollin, like I've got the biggest like artist crush on her work. Like I just, it's so romantic and classically beautiful. It has, you should see hers this year. It's about to launch next week. Oh, it's pretty okay. amazing. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Yes. Um, I can't yeah. Do- so Dogwood Hill. So Holly Holland is always in our Dogwood Hill designs. And mm-hmm. now, um, this year, Holly did one, Shanna Masters did one, Riley Sheehy did one, um, Lucy did one, and Willa Hart, Allie from Willa Hart. <gasps> Yay! I love her. Oh, my God. Is she not fun? She's hysterical. She is so cheeky. I love it. I, I can't. Little- my brain does not work. Like, I love following her because I, like, laugh out loud all oh. the time. All but I'm time. like, I do not think in the same funny way that she thinks. Like, no, no, I don't either. My little sister does. And it's so um, useful and cheeky. And um, I I love it because I wouldn't have the heart to, like, I, I wouldn't have the guts to do it in public. But, you know, <laughs> I, I appreciate it. It's so it witty, so though. Much. It's so funny. It's just it's like so such funny. a train of thought. When you have a Staffordshire dog that is hand painted with a little mustache on it or pearls and bows and that it has like a, a champagne leaf flute. or champagne flute or cigarettes in the hand. It's, it's like, like, it's just so funny. And, and her, yeah. the way she decorates this, but um, if I can get her to come out of her introvert closet, 
then she'll come on the podcast. But I don't know if she's she's a little bit of a introvert. So, <laughs> but I'm begging her, Willa. Hart, I love it. Yeah, me? I love it. She and Holly too. I messaged Holly. I was like, Holly, I want you on my podcast. Oh my gosh, Holly's use of color is amazing. She has a great eye for color. I mean, Holly can do no wrong to me. Like Holly is. I- she, Holly does. herself has, impl- I wish I could name how many people Holly, Holly's work has employed. Let me think. I'm trying to think of how many people it's employed over the years. Cause she started, she started doing this for us in 2020. So this is her third year and her stuff is some of our best sellers. Like there are, uh, there are h- probably hundreds of people employed in Haiti because of Holly Holland. Um, she is such a blessing that everything that she does. I absolutely agree is completely on point everything is beautiful there's not one thing that she has done that I'm not like oh I don't know I like everything so much I don't know what to pick therefore I don't pick anything (laughs) anybody that's listening to this podcast right now don't do that just buy something because it will sell out so quickly like all the things so when does all your stuff launch because we launch all like for the next Two months. So our last launch, I should say this, our last launch of the year is September 20th. So, so everybody needs to launching. get their fingertips ready, their pocketbooks ready. <laughs> Christmas is not here yet, but this is when it's back to school. So thank you so much for talking to me on Meet the Teacher Day. I know it's like a busy, busy week this week. So thank you for, for visiting. Oh, you're so me. funny. Uh, my kids started school yesterday. And my they did? Care. My pre-K got on the bus today like he'd been doing it his whole life. And I was like, well, I guess I am now chopped liver. That's fine. <laughs> You're like, um, and we're so lucky. We have an au pair from Columbia here. And oh, so no. she does all the pickup. And she's like, I just like listen. Because our, our office is in our attic. Um, oh, cool. And yeah, we, we built out a 1,600 square foot office in the attic. And it's now overflowing. I did a tour of it today on the bottle stocking stories. Oh, and okay. it's like. I thought it was, I thought it was, um, a big office and now it turns out it's not, you asked me about colors when we were, when we were talking before the start, yes. you were asking about colors of my house. Yes. Um, my, my husband would laugh at you and say, it's all Benjamin white, Benjamin, du- what is it? Benjamin Dove white. Moore, Dove white, whatever it is. It's equivalent to Sherwin Williams alabaster, which is just a soft classic white. It shouldn't do any, it, it shouldn't do anything funny. But if you're in like really warm lights, you might see some more creaminess to it. So, mm-hmm. but the yes. dark white's a beautiful color. Uh, so, well, yes, I'm, I am lucky. I have an interior designer who picked out all my paint colors downstairs. Um, and you, do you know what you have? In the I house? know that my formal living room, most all of the house is white. Um, but uh, my formal living room is Santorini, but I don't know who's by. And then my dining room is green. I don't know the color. This is. This is the funny thing about being on your podcast is I did a aptitudes test in January because mind you, I'm not the artist for bobble stockings. Right. I am the art director, if you will. So I can say yes or no. I can say I like it or I don't like it, but ask me to like pick what colors in for the next year. I have no idea. Um, so I took a, an aptitudes test in January and it I scored so low. They had you, you would have loved this. They put out this, this block in front of you and then they flip it open and it's all of these shades of like yellow to green or red to blue or whatever but they're like just tiny it's like 50 little color dots and you have to put them in order of how it got from one direction to the next and what is is this is a game 
it's yeah well it's testing what you're good at so like all day i went in for testing about what i was good at so um i did like music stuff and you don't problem know what solving. you're good at you're obviously good at like starting a business <laughs> from the ground up well I wanted I was it was in January so it was before I was hiring my full-time employee okay and I wanted to make sure I hired someone that had a different skill set than me so I was like well I should really know what my skill set is which taking this test was one of the best investments I've ever made in myself um they don't usually get entrepreneurs they usually get either high school and college kids or people that are looking to switch careers so they were a little bit um, surprised to see me, but they taught me that I am like slow at clerical work. They were like, you should not be doing anything to do with like your bookkeeping and that stuff. Like, not only are you not very good at attention to detail with that, but you also are just very, very slow. <laughs> and so now I'm just like, can't do it. Can't do it. That's not, that's not, not my skill set. <laughs> well, what are you, what are your strengths? Problem solving. Like I am off the charts on problem solving and brainstorming and finding ways to like um, ideas. Like the ideation one was they gave you a random topic and they had you write for, I forget how long, as much as you could on like, if everyone was going to lose hearing next week, how would you, how, how, how would you get the news out and what would you, what changes would you make to the world? And you just had to write as fast as you could, as many ideas as you can. And I was like very, very high on the charts on that. I love, brainstorming sessions. I love, um, I love getting things done. Like I love taking a concept and getting it to the finished product and figuring out the steps it's going to take to get between it. But the color thing, yes. I should get my test out for you. I failed I so bad. Like I, <laughs> I, it was like laughable because it took me like two seconds to do it because that's how little I, not that I don't care, but like, it's how little I care about like oh, this shade is this much different than this shade and this shade is so much different. No, that's not my, it's not my thing. That's not what I'm good at. So I love uh -huh. being on here. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's my skill set. So you're in, you're in safe hands. I've been picking paint colors since I can remember. I know I'm, that's I, what I was reading. I was like, I should have her come in. <laughs> yes. Oh, anytime, anything you need with paint or paint colors, I'm there. And if you ever want a guest designer, I already know who I want as the philanthropy. I yeah. saw that. Wait, who was it? Um, I would choose Broken um, Broken Halos Haven. Um, it is a, it's a nonprofit for um, widows and their offspring and for widowers too. It's basically um, a, a grief getaway, if you will. Oh. So when a parent loses a spouse, um, it's obviously very hard. And sometimes you just need to reset and go somewhere where you're not just constantly reminded of everything and everybody's in your face asking you questions and things of that nature. And so this is a grief getaway. So those um, people that are um, grieving have a safe place to go. Everything's taken care of. And when it's not housing widows and widowers and their um, children, then it's a VRBO and they raise funds. And I'm connected with them. Because Natalie, who is the founder, um, her husband, Wayne, was my pastor, my singles group pastor at church. And he passed away a few, I don't know, about four years ago, I guess. Mm -hmm. And um, she, um, that's something that she went through, obviously. And so once she remarried, her new husband and her on their honeymoon purchased a home and started this 
this program and it's just taken off and she's phenomenal. And I'm going to have her here on the podcast to talk about, but I ran into her by happen chance. Um, my rep at one of the paint stores asked me and for a favor for a nonprofit group. And I said, yeah, I'll help out. And she sent me the website and stuff, but I, you know, of course I was just too busy to look. I'm like, it's, I'll help. That's all you're asking me to do. I'll help. I'll figure it out. And I walked in and I saw her and I go, I know you. And she goes, Faith. And I said, yeah, but how do I know you? She goes, it's Natalie. I was married to Wayne. And I was like, I go, oh, so like all these puzzle pieces starting to come together. And it was just, it was really sweet to be able to everything come back full circle and and help them on their journey. So I helped them with the paint colors on the first house. And then they just purchased a second house and it's going to have an area for counseling for, um, and like man camps. Cause you know, when children lose their fathers or mothers, you know, they'll have different programs for them and all that stuff. And then there's a little arbor because a lot of times when people get remarried, they don't want to make a big fuss. It's just like, we just need a place just to go. And so she's really thinking of everything and, and the whole family's involved. So I, where is it? Um, it's located in Louisville, Texas and old town. And it's real cute. It's super cute. That sounds wonderful. Yeah, it's really fun. So I love it. But there's there's so many. You, you're never going to run out of people to design or to donate to because there's there's always something really cool out there. But I think that my favorite thing about the guest artist program is learning what the guest artists care about because it's all over the board what people give to, like what they choose to. Because we don't give yeah. them any direction. Our direction is like, please please don't make it political. <laughs> yes, please. please. Please don't make us like, we can't do that. But yeah, we don't. Um, <laughs> but most people, I mean, even the ones that have, I mean, not that they've been, but like a lot of them were for, we had three of the six charities last year, or seven charities were for childhood cancer. And so to see like what an important thing that was for people mm-hmm. was, re- I mean, it is amazing. Um, and for us, like we now give, we used to give 5% profit to the Atlanta Children's Shelter, which is right. a wonderful organization here in Atlanta. Um, and then this year, we just changed it to giving 5% of the profit back to the Joan Rose Foundation, which is the after-school activities and pays for all the tuition of the Stitchers and all of that of their I kids that. and everything. That's and because we just realized, like, yes. they're out there trying to hustle for money at the same time, like, for their foundation. Yes. And I was like, Wait, wait, wait. We we this can, backwards. We can. We are happy. We are happy to do that. Well, our goal is for all of their kids to graduate, and we want to take that off because in Haiti, the tuition payments are usually paid in three installments, and now tuition can range from fifty dollars a year to a thousand dollars a year or twelve hundred dollars a year, um, depending on what school you go to, and plus books, plus um, uniforms. And Joan Rose Foundation already does that for our team so that they aren't ever stressed about it. Because what will happen is a kid's parents will pay the first two payments. And then the third payment, say they had a medical expense Mm -hmm. and they can't pay for it. So Joan Rose is really working to take any of that stress out of there. So it's never a question. And Joan Rose also helps pay for unforeseen medical expenses. And so it's really like, oh my gosh, I love, I love the people I work with. It's just such a positive place to be a part of. Well, and they want to work too. And they want to work for you because you have such a good program over there. Yes. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's a huge part of it, but it's, it's all about how can you make 
good decisions easy for people, you know, because if you're having yeah. to decide whether you're going to the doctor or whether you're mm-hmm. paying for school tuition, like you don't want to make that decision. You know, like we take that decision off of you by saying, no, 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 we've got help there. Like we've got. Could you imagine if somebody did that to us in college? You know, they took away that stress, that financial stress of whatever it was that was like hard or hard on our heart or weighing in on us and just said, you don't have to worry about that. We've got you. We're going to help you out so you can focus on school. I mean, just like with them, with, with what you're doing, that's huge. Yeah. So you have been in 12 magazines. (laughs) <laughs> I don't know. Maybe, maybe I, I don't, I try not to count, but we've been in quite a few. We've been very lucky. Well, I mean, if anybody by now has not already, and if you're listening on Spotify, you can go off the screen and go and Google and still listen. I don't know if you know that or not, but you can still listen, but you've been in veranda, Oprah magazine, vanity fair, house, beautiful Southern living Southern lady, simply Buckhead, the Cottage Journal, Country Living, Atlanta Homes and Lifestyles, Victoria Magazine, and Okra. <laughs> yeah, we've been, they've featured us. We've been very lucky in being featured. And that includes being on their gift list and stuff like that. And the, I mean, to me, the big ones are like when you get that big article, you know, the, the yeah. articles have been so kind and so like, oh my gosh, I love it. The, this- I was laughing the other day though. I just, I don't know how to say it without sounding, I don't know. Go for it. I was on the cover. I was on the cover of my high school magazine. Oh, don't you love that? No, I'm literally still like so nervous that somebody's gonna be like, oh, that girl doesn't deserve that. (gasps) Like I, like I, it's one thing to be in like all these great Southern magazines and all these other, you know, like I love those, but like, you know, no ex-boyfriend is going to see that your high school magazine. Like, oh, like that's pretty rough. <laughs> um, <laughs> the big so critics like, are going to come out. They were like, "Yeah, exactly." Those are the people. The people, because everyone in my high school gets that magazine, um, and all their parents do. You know, like, and I'm on, like, it's my face. It's literally my face. Is the yeah, cover. but your face is so cute. Oh, that's sweet of you. But it, it was. I told them when they were doing the photos, I was like, "Y'all understand? I have done so many magazines now, and this <laughs> is the most nervous I've ever been." That is Terrifying. so funny. Well, but you had a lot of anticipation. Did you have a lot of time to wait to talk to or to wait to, to like, did you know about the interview for a long time? Um, you were on I, the cover and stuff? It was actually really sweet. They gave me an award this year. Um, and it was uh, like the distinguished alumni award for the work yes. that I've been doing. Yes. And I got up and I had to do a speech at the, um, at the state of the school, uh, luncheon. And the speech, I mean, like you could just, like, I cried maybe twice, like just welled up with tears. Like I wasn't bawling or anything, but I was like very overwhelmed because in high school, you don't know you're going to amount to anything, I guess. Um, And now I'm like, oh my gosh, this is, you know, like high school Kate, like I want you to see you're doing all right. You Um, are, you're doing good. And, uh, and so I, I got done. I was like, oh my gosh, what a crazy speech I just gave. You know, I'm just, they probably think I'm nuts. And then they call me a few weeks later and they're like, we love you. They're like, we want to put you on the cover. Oh my God. <laughs> so it was like a very big surprise in that way. Cause I honestly thought after I did that speech, they would be like, yeah, we're just going to pretend this never happens. Did you have like an out of body experience where you were just talking and you don't even know what you said until you said it? And I like, like was, was that okay? Like, yeah. 
I went down kind of like a spiral because like I just I got up there with like a speech and then I said the speech was too long and then I tried to cut it short. <laughs> but like when you start talking to me and you start talking about me and Haiti and education, I get very excited. I talk very quickly and I just kind of was like so overwhelmingly excited that there's like a paragraph in a four paragraph speech that doesn't probably make sense. Um, <laughs> I love that. Are you an extrovert? I am an extrovert. <laughs> so I heard this. Do you have TikTok? Um, I am from, like, I have a TikTok, but it's only my home phone, like my yeah. home family videos. Right. So, you know, you go down that TikTok spiral, you know, mm-hmm. you can, like I can check out and I can just be like, oh, so this is where I learned this information, whether it's true or not. I don't know, but it makes complete sense is that an introvert when they're, they, when they're processing, they do it quietly. They think quietly. Extroverts we talk and 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 we will get ba- we'll get back to where we need to go but we need to talk to eventually get back to our starting point to solve or to work through or whatever and so when you're telling me about your speech i thought oh i totally get that cuz you you had a thought and you knew where you were going and you were going to talk it out and if, <laughs> just wait for it cuz we'll get there <laughs> and yes. my husband all the time gets so frustrated with me he's like he thinks that he's like, where is this coming from? You are so loony, but I'm like, just wait, I'm not done yet. Just let me keep talking and then we'll get there. <laughs> That's what my, my roommate in college used to say that I had, she's like, Kate, you're, it's hard. It's sometimes hard to be with you because you come in here and you're so excited and you tell me this story and you get so excited and I get so excited and then you leave and I think about it and I'm like, what did she just say? <laughs> Because she's like, she didn't tell me that. I like missed the whole climax of whatever it was. I just, you know, talked in some circles and well, wandered off. Right, because, well, oh. we get, we start talking about something and then we get sidetracked like squirrel. And, but eventually, eventually, eventually we always get back to what we need. To we will get back there. And that's, that's the fun. Like I have a new, um, well, I guess Kat's not new, but my sales director here. Um, she started with me in March and I love her so much, but she and I working together, it's hilarious because we'll sit down and we'll start working because we have this open concept office and yeah. then one of us will be like, Hey, da, 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 talk about something. And then you just start, it's like ping pong. I love and we'll it. eventually get back to where we are, but it's like, Oh, and then the day has passed and we didn't do all of the mundane stuff we were talking about, but we have big ideas and plans. Yeah, very big ideas. Cause you worked them all out. So are you, where do you fall in the, like, do you have brothers and sisters? Like, do you fall I'm in the, the third? I am the youngest of two, I have two older brothers. Um, but okay. if you've ever read the birth order book, which honestly it, it, you, you could read it and it's a very long book, but it kind of repeats itself a lot. So you could read it very quickly. Right. Um, I am not the youngest child. I'm not like all fun. I'm like the oldest daughter, even though I'm the youngest child, I'm the oldest. I'm very yeah. responsible. I'm very type A. Yes. Um, that's that's where I, I get things done. So I've worked for my oldest brother, who I don't even know how to describe him, but I work for him. The oldest one or the middle one? He's oldest. the oldest. Um, okay. and he runs, he's who lives in Panama and has a jungle community there. Uh, long story. But I I work for <laughs> three, he's had three different companies. I've worked for all of them, and it's like he got to be the idea person and yes. I was the like the doer of things. And then, yeah, you finally, did all the work. You did all exactly, the work. Exactly. Finally, I took the aptitudes test, and they were like, "No, Kate, you're an ideas person." And I was like, "Oh, I'm gonna do that instead. That's way more fun." It is um, way more fun. And oh. then my my middle brother lives in San Francisco at a Buddhist temple. 
So okay. we're all a little, like I sell miniature Christmas stockings for a living. Jimmy lives in the jungle. Matt lives at a Buddhist temple. It's really That's awesome. That's so fun. Does anybody have kids or just, just you? Just me, which is nice. I'm the only one. So they get all the love. We live in Atlanta with um, Peter's parents that. live here and my parents live here. So. Oh, that's so nice. So you get to have, you still get, everybody still gets together, obviously for Christmas. Do your brothers come into town? They, they come in. They're recruited by my mom, I'm sure. Um, <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. I mean, now that you've created this empire, she is not going to let that die. <laughs> Never. But my mom is like a traditional Southern woman. You know, we have to have Thanksgiving together. We have to have Christmas together. Um, there are expectations of yeah. where we're supposed to be. But it, she does it, love bobble stockings a lot. She's really proud. Oh, I'm proud of you. And you're, I'm, I have no relation to you. <laughs> and, I have, and I've known about you for, I mean, I would say, I don't want to say from the get-go, but I've been following you forever. And then when you were on the podcast with Say that say Southern, I mean, and then I cried listening to you. And it's in a, like in a sweet way, not in like a sad way, but in like, <laughs> oh, because you just went, you just opened up and you shared so much. And I thought. Oh my gosh, she's so brave. And I couldn't believe everything that you've gone through just to get to where you You're are. So kind. I feel it's so funny you keep saying that podcast because I felt like I got off that podcast and I was like, wow, I just treated them like my therapist. Like I was like, Girl. well, this was the stage I was in when I came home from Panama and I was not in a good spot. And so I just hustled and hustled and hustled and made this happen. And it, um and I now we're better. <laughs> I loved it. It was so organic and raw and real and, and it really did. It, it spoke to me and I, I mean, I, it, I'm oh, so excited. It's, this is full circle. This is totally a God thing that I get to talk to you and I don't know how you feel about compliments, but I wanted to start the podcast off with like showering you with compliments, but I was like, no, I don't know if she's an extrovert. It might like, it might make her feel uncomfortable. I don't want to make her feel squirmy. Like. Uh, well, thank you. Um, yes. No, I am. I, I, I like. It is nice to sit down and think about all the good things we've we've been talking about this lately with the Southern Sea. Have you ever been to Southern Sea? No, I'll, oh, the I'll Southern go. Coterie in Sea Island. Um, no, but I'll great, go. <laughs> it is a great event. I'll 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 DM you the details on it. But it's a this event in Sea oh, Island, yeah. and it brings together. Um, all kinds of women that own different companies and we're working on something special with them, but it's about celebrating your wins because how often do you get a win and then you just keep moving? You're like, okay, what's the next thing? Right. It's one of those, you need to celebrate when something good happens. You are so right. And that's so true. And Mary Hyatt talks about that too, is celebrating and celebrating. So on that topic, are you guys going to expand the bobble stockings into other themes on the stockings because some people do have trees up year round or or different shapes oh goodness all right so shapes are hard changing anything in haiti is hard like because retraining people there's not internet there so it's not like we have internet like there is internet in the country of haiti but not it's not common um so we are doing i mean our themes have gotten very far from Christmas. We're always going to have our Christmas staples, but you'll see this year we have a lot of not as traditional Christmas stuff. I love that though. It makes it so fun. Ooh, we need to do a fiesta stocking. I have a Latin Christmas tree. I caught my fiesta tree. You have to get a fiesta stocking. A fiesta stocking. Yes. This is new. This is a colorful thing. It sounds like. 
Yes. It's all the, um, um, Mexican colors. They're all bright. So my last name is Villarreal and my husband has Spanish and French descent. And I'm sure there's some Mexican in there because we're from Texas. And so, um, I just, he doesn't really embrace his heritage as much because we really don't know that much about it. And, um, I thought, well, what, what, let's make this fun, you know, and you always have like a regular tree. We have a fancy tree downstairs. Everything looks nice and it all matches. And that was something that I wanted. Right. But I thought, oh, my kid's not going to want that. And she has all these decorations she wants to put on the tree. And I found these Mexican Christmas ornament balls for $5 for like 30 of them at a garage sale when I was in my twenties. And I saved, I bought them and saved them for whatever reason. I just like the colors and then once we got married and we had a kid and stuff, I came up with this idea to have a fiesta tree. So it's all like Mexican Christmas ornaments and it's just a big party on the tree. It's fun and colorful. I love it. That sounds great. We're always trying to diversify too that way. We're trying to make sure that everyone feels included. Um, but on that note, have y'all not tried 23andMe or Ancestry.com? I'm really into them. Um, he has not. Um my brother has, and I'm like, I'm so boring. I'm 99.2% like European. I am too. So is my husband. Yeah. I'm like, so boring. I'm like white on white and then on white. And so you and I look like we basically has- married cousins. We're like the exact same. Right. It's terrible. <laughs> right. Right. So for me, I, I love, I just, I think history and culture is so fun and just embrace it. And I mean, I could get into my Scottish heritage and stuff, but, um, you know, I don't, there's only so much you can do with my tartan. <laughs> Stuart, we, we use Stuart plaid a lot, um, in our house. So, <laughs> you um, do? yes, I my think- husband, my husband's last name is Stuart and the plaid is cute. So <laughs> see, yeah, I, I, I don't have the actual tartan. I probably should, but it's hard, you know, cause I married, into something else. And so my mom, she's got the Robertson tartan and stuff from, from my heritage. Well, I am so grateful to have talked to you today. Is there anything else launching or coming up that we need to promote? Oh my gosh. There's so, all right. The guest artist of the year, just to throw out some names for y'all is yes. for Pete's sake pottery out of Louisville. We have Hazen jewelry out of Dallas. We've got those Dogwood Hills we were talking about, and the Dogwood oh. Hill girls are from everywhere. Oh, I oh, love the, the Fig and Doves from Fig yes. and Dove is from Baton Rouge. Um, let's see who else is there. Vanna Chup. Uh, I forget where she is. Vanna Chup does all the beautiful silhouettes. I think she's in DC, oh, but I could be wrong. Um, Schuler Studios are already out. Those are the baby bears and the cross. Schuler Studio does all the very fancy monograms that everyone uses for their weddings. I um, love, I love yeah. monogram. Oh my gosh. Well, Schuler Studios are amazing and they're only like $30 to get a custom monogram. Like you have to go there. Um, Catherine Newth out of um, Michigan, hers launch on Thursday. And then Kathy Hilton's are the last ones and they're launching in September. So a lot happening. Oh, wait, wait. I was wrong. And Courtney Whitmore, Pizzazzery. She has the, I think she wins for like the one your kid is going to try and take immediately. It's adorable. <laughs> Oh my gosh. I, I'm excited. I cannot wait to see. I hope that you feel really good on the inside because 
you are making a difference. You are, I mean, at least to the world, we think that you are, we, you hang the moon and you're doing fantastic. <laughs> and I hope that that reflects how you feel on the inside because um, you're giving us such a beautiful world and you're making it such a better place for everybody involved. Thank well, you so much. Thank for you. Thank you for having me. And if you ever take issue with any of the colors that I put out, you let me know. Okay. <laughs> You're so funny. If you ever need anything with color or paint, you just let me know. I got your back. All right. Thank you. I hope you have a wonderful afternoon. Thank you, Kate. Bye. Bye. You just listened to the episode with Kate Stewart from Bobble Stockings. I forgot to mention her website. It's www.bobblestockings.com. That's B-A-U-B-L-E-S-T-O-C-K-I-N-G-S.com. Don't forget that you guys need to hop onto her website and go ahead and bookmark it because I'm telling you, when these stockings go live, they sell out. I've missed them every year. I'm obsessed with them, and it is my goal to get some on my tree this year. So you guys make sure to flag her website. Also, Holly Holland is the artist that we spoke about. It is not Holly Chollin. Her middle initial is a C and I misspoke. So I wanted to make sure we did um, a correction on that. And I was so glad to connect with Kate Stewart from Bobble Stockings. Thanks for tuning in. I'm Faith with Blue Bonnet Home.